0: Hi, everyone. Our World Bank EdTech team is speaking with educators globally to learn how they're innovating during COVID-19. Today, you're listening to a conversation with the government of Punjab's school education department, interviewed by World Bank team member Sharon Zakaria.
1: My name is Sharon Zakaria, and I'm part of the World Bank Group's Global Education Technology team. Today we're speaking to Abdal Mufti, who led Salim the Education TV intervention launched by the School Education Department of the Provincial Government of Punjab in Pakistan.
0: My name is Abdal Mufti. I'm the Head of Research and Policy Wing at School Education Department, Punjab. I oversee the implementation of the PESP-3 program, which is the Reform Program, that focuses on access, governance, and quality education, supported by the World Bank. However, in light of COVID, one of the key interventions that I led eventually was developing this edtech model called Talim Ghar, which was a government of Punjab's education response to the pandemic and the subsequent lockdown of schools.
1: Abdal, can you start by telling us about the background educational context of the province of Punjab in Pakistan, and what led to the birth of Talimgar in Punjab?
0: Punjab is one of the biggest education systems in the world. The public education system of Punjab caters to 12 million children enrolled across 52,000 schools, spread across a geographic area that is very diverse. Diversity in culture, language, religious. We are also in a country where education systems have been continuously reformed over the years. We've seen some very positive results of those reforms, but still the situation is not that the education process is working very effectively or efficiently. When the school's closure happened, you can imagine how that would affect a system that is already constrained and already under pressure to deliver. When COVID happened, one of the first key steps that was taken by the government was school closure. One of the key strategies that came up, the very first thought process was, how do you ensure that these 12 million children are still if not learning then at least part of the learning process to largely make sure that the process doesn't discontinue and that is where Thalingar came in Thalingar is a education tv channel set up primarily by the school education department in response to the pandemic and the lockdown of schools Thalingar's core idea was that because of the lockdown if children can't come to school and how do you take school to the children and that's why it's called talim ghar so ghar is a house it's a urdu word for house and talim is education the idea was having education at home to take education to the house instead of asking children to come to school
1: what went behind launching a statewide intervention for more than 12 million students ensuring a rapid launch for talim ghar just within three weeks of a pandemic
0: was envisioned by our department then me and my team we were directed to develop the system through which the content would be developed and then disseminated and then how do you monitor it this is a testament of how public sectors and public systems can work effectively if you build partnerships Talinkar was a result of a partnership between three major departments of the school education department which is PMIU Punjab Edu- Information and Technology Board and the School Education Department and because of that we were able to initiate it in, in three weeks. The school closure happened in mid-March on 1st of April, Talingar was live. PMIU was tasked to do thinking around how we can continue the process of education. Based on statistics, we identified that cable TV channels is a preferred modality. Then PMIU, the School Education Department, and then Punjab Information and Technology Board was engaged to facilitate the content Punjab information and technology board was established a decade back and has developed this IT infrastructure in Punjab. These regimes through which data is collected, data is managed, and also this education content, some of that was digitized by PITB through previous programs initiated by the school education department. PITB was brought on board, the very first step was to do a scoping of the entire public domain system in Punjab to look at the content that is already available. That was one of the reasons why we were able to move at a very fast pace because we already had content that was revamped on the go, parallel while the channel was being set up. The third step was engaging cable TV networks to make sure that they run this content by dedicating one channel for Talingar. That was done through district authorities, which is the district governments that were mobilized through the chief minister's office. PITB would develop content or share content. PMIU would help disseminate it to the district offices and district commissioners, who are the head of the district. They would then make sure that they run on these cable TV networks by working together with the localized cable TV networks. We also brought on board PEMRA, which is the Punjab Electronic Medium Regulatory Authority, that licenses these cable TV networks to validate that what we're doing is supposed to be led by the government.
1: What made you end up choosing Education TV as a key arsenal of the Punjab-Pakistan remote learning strategy?
0: We looked at data across four different modalities. Television, access to internet, access to computer, which is any device, laptop or a computer, and access to smartphones. And based on that, we made a decision on what is the most preferred modality that would reach the maximum number of children across Punjab. Television penetration is the highest in Punjab most of these televisions have access to cable tv networks because cable tv networks are very localized 77 percent of the rural population of the province has access to television and 91 percent of the urban population has access to television by access that they have a television at home 76.8 percent of the people in urban areas in Punjab have a smartphone and 47 percent people in rural areas have a smartphone. Similarly, computer availability is significantly low. It's 44% in urban areas and 17% in rural areas. And internet penetration is low, it's 38% in urban areas and 18% in rural areas. When you look at these numbers, it it becomes quite clear that if you want to reach the maximum number of children, which is the idea, the mandate of the government, you need to select a modality reaches to the maximum number of children. But at the same time, we developed mediums through which people who have access to the rest of the three modalities can somehow access this content so we developed a smartphone application that can be accessed from anywhere in pakistan we developed a website which you can access through your computer and or a smartphone and then we also have a youtube channel
1: the lesson content used for taleem ghar lessons was actually existing content that the school education department of punjab previously developed for Teacher training, they leveraged this existing content and adapted it for Thaleem Ghar, which is one of the reasons Thaleem Ghar managed to have such quick launch. So, Abdal, can you tell us more about how you managed to leverage existing teacher training content toward these Thaleem Ghar lessons?
0: So, it was developed primarily as a digital content for the curriculum, but then it was revamped. And this was done on the go. PITB put together a team of animators and graphic designers who would add characters and incorporate characters in these lessons. So a week's content would be revamped. It would be given to PMIU to disseminate. And in the meantime, PITB would move on to the next week. So a lot of effort, especially in the beginning few weeks, to make sure that it runs uninterrupted. Yeah. Content that was available was these video lessons that were digitized over the past 10 years as part of a different intervention. But one of the challenges was that this content was supposed to be shared through a modality that is more interactive. Cable TV networks are not interactive because they're one way. So then the next question was how do you make sure that you add a facilitator in this equation? There were some ideas around you involved with the teachers to facilitate it but then the problem was that because of the lockdown it was very difficult. So Punjab has around 400,000 teachers. So it's very difficult to engage teachers at this fast pace to train on such a short basis. Then the preferred modality was that you add these animated characters who would act as facilitators during these lessons. So we developed these different characters that would fit into a lesson. They would be the ones who would facilitate a lesson as a teacher might do in a classroom. The characters were developed based on historic figures. In science, we developed characters on Einstein, Madame Curie, Newton... Similarly, different characters were developed for mathematics and English. The characters then act as facilitators during an animated lesson. And the lesson begins, then the character says something and then they pause. And then the character gives a question to the audience. There's a pause and then it goes about. Very similar to how a teacher might do it in a classroom. So
1: so as of November 2020, what is the current status of Dallium Ghar?
0: It's running, but content is now run in, in a loop. Because we didn't develop new content. The content that we aired in the first week of Taleem which was the first week of April, we started with that content again on the first week of November. And the plan is to keep running this content. PITB jumped off the wagon. They wanted that going forward, it should be only PITB that manages. But we preferred that it should be more of an open market modality where any private institutions, and there are some very good private content developers should be given an mm. opportunity to come and work with the government to develop this content. The content that was already developed with PATB, we're playing it again. In the loop, we already have four months worth of content. Going forward, when we have the new projects up and running, then we plan to bring in new players who can help us develop new content with a different style and a different modality. We, we plan to take this to a satellite TV channel so once that is set up, we sort of just move this. So the audience also is not confused and there's no need to relaunch.
1: How are students or other beneficiaries like teachers being supported to be able to use these Talim Ghar lessons? And perhaps how are they being leveraged to make this content more engaging and less passive learning?
0: Because TV is more a one-way interaction and also we know that so there's a specific time slots on which this content will be running on TV. And if somebody misses it, that they might miss those lessons altogether. So parallel to this, we set up three different channels that where the content would be parked for anybody to access it on their own time. So the first was an application, mobile application, around 76% of people in urban areas have access to smartphones they can use to access this content. So we had an Android application. Then there's a website that is set up for Thalim and all of this content is on the website and also on the application. And then thirdly, we also set up YouTube channels. And this is very interesting to mention here that there was this phenomenon. They started observing that when we started up our YouTube channel, people in these localized areas, they would download that content and they would start setting up their own YouTube channels as well. It has its pros and cons, but it also showed that there is this buy-in, at least at the local level, that people want to access this. There were even teachers who downloaded it and made it more engaging on their own. They recorded their lessons or complementing the lessons of Talingar. There was one YouTube channel in particular. It had more audience than our YouTube channel in the beginning. People were going towards his channels a lot. I would say it's like very positive because it shows innovation it shows that people had that buy-in it shows people wanted to interact
1: that's such a great way to support different beneficiaries like students teachers parents caregivers to be able to easily access all of the content in one place right now or even later especially for those who are less tech savvy
0: Punjab has opened schools but we also know that there's a second wave coming significant in Punjab And there's already conversations that they might be forced to close schools again. So in that regard, Dalingar becomes very important because this is the flagship response of the Punjab government to COVID-19. In fact, this is the biggest response in all four provinces of Pakistan. So there's a federal response as well, but obviously Talinga was the first intervention that was initiated. The second major problem that it resolves is Punjab also has a significant out of school children problem. We know that there are at least five million children that are out of school. And when I say out of school, these children, they've never been to school. This is a population which is significant that has never stepped inside a school for multiple factors, economic issues, financial issues, and then there's cultural constraint in certain areas. There's also issues of access of children to schools, particularly girls, face that problem in different remote locations of the province. Talinga also caters to that population. It was initially thought of as a byproduct of Talinga that you're also reaching out to children who otherwise would not go to school at all. At times these children, especially boys, this are working in the day because they have to support their families. That is why we air are in two different time slots in a day. So one in the morning and the other is in the evening. So a child can, when they're back from work, still have access to this. We have seen proof that parents in areas where children have not gone to school, parents have made sure that children do engage in the evening with the content. These are the two major challenges that it caters to. As for the audience, the primary audience is the school-going children of the public schools, but at the same time, because this is on television, any child who's school-going age in Punjab is able to access it. Which means that almost a similar number of children in Punjab are in private schools. So they also have access to this model. They also have access to this content. And it's the same curriculum is taught in private and public schools. So our audience has become significant. It goes up somewhere around 25 million, which is quite a lot. Our core audience remains that, which is every school-going children that is in Punjab has access to Talimka.
1: Who are the key stakeholders for developing and rolling out Thaleem Ghar?
0: The key stakeholders that we have in this equation is the teachers, right? Thaleem is not dependent on teachers so far. Initially, it was set up in a way that the teachers could not be engaged and the schools were closed. Teachers have no way to reach out to students. We tested, tried or explored options such as teachers calling students to do formative assessment in some form or the other. We also tested modality where teachers could call students who would not have access to television to give them homework but because that was a peak of covid even systems such as distribution of newspapers was on hold much of it could not be done but now going forward at least the idea is that teachers would play a very significant role the way we're setting it up a way at least we plan to set it up is on a given day the teachers would have the schedule of talingar with them a day-to-day schedule so that way a teacher Can even refer to students that they need to go home and look at today's lesson that would be aired at, let's say, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., and then the next day do some form of formative assessment. So that is where teachers come in. If you develop that modality, Thalinga becomes more institutionalized and becomes more ingrained in the system. The other major player is obviously the parents. One thing that is very important to understand is the majority of these parents are not, A, the literacy level of parents is not significantly high. The second is, most of these parents are working class because children who go to public sector schools they mostly come from the lower status of the socioeconomic classes of the society so most of these parents are working they don't have much time or energy to engage with children for their learning but having said that we do plan at least to make sure that some form of formative assessment is done through parents as well and one of examples of that that we've initiated already is that we've started sending out text messages to parents nudging them that there's this channel that is there and then they can ask these children to engage with that and we are already starting seeing some responses of that that parents are asking their children that yes there is a channel that they can look at the message is very simple that the channel is going to air from 6 p.m to let's say 9 p.m your child can engage with the content and if need be you can access the website or you can go to this application so that is one way that we have started engaging with the parents everybody agrees that this is the right direction it's an important intervention i think nobody is in denial no teachers parents everybody agrees that obviously it's a tv channel children can access it and has interactive content but there's been some skepticism that we faced in the beginning which is well placed which is that it can never replace a traditional model of teaching, especially at this point. I think it will take years before you can even expect that Tali intervention, interventions such as Tali or EdTech interventions would replace like a traditional brick and mortar model of children going to school and getting education. So that was one of the key feedback that we used to get in the beginning. Our communication was very straightforward that this is not a replacement of the system. This is supposed to supplement it. And that is why going forward for the next two years, the project that we sort of designed is in a way that the content will run in the evening. And it would be mapped. So Punjab has an academic calendar, which maps out which lessons the teachers need to teach on a given day. So Taleem would have a similar academic calendar. It would supplement the teaching of a teacher in a classroom. And the teacher can actually use Taleem to... Make sure that the children can go through the content again or go through a concept or on a topic again while they're at home accessing this content. And then the second aspect is parents, generally they agree, but something that we've now seen that there's not a lot of awareness among parents overall about Taleem That's something we've now started this comms campaign, sending out text messages that this is important. One of the reasons is that parents, once again, the working class in the morning, at least they're not at home. so they would not be able to engage with any promotional material. Now, because the lockdown has ended, Punjab also had an emergency, which meant that you can't do anything in public gatherings. But now, since that is lifted as well, we are planning to do awareness sessions in the community around Talingar as well. Okay. Because Talingar was a flagship response of the Punjab government to the pandemic in terms of education, there was a lot of buy-in of Talingar at the different levels of the government. It was supported at the highest level. The chief minister endorsed it then the education minister endorsed it the masses follow these figures we went through social media channels of chief minister and the prime minister to promote this as well in parallel we set up our own social media channels facebook uh, instagram we had a and a very robust communication in the first three months where regular content would be posted updates would be posted there was a team that was leading this entire communication strategy. We even had advertisements in the local newspapers paid by the government that went out. And then also advertisements in the local cable networks. So we developed some very short infographic videos on what Talim Ghar is, how it can be accessed, what use it has. This content was disseminated to cable TV networks who run on their different channels as well. Not just talingar channel, but channels that get viewed the most. They would run those short clips, one minute clips on that as well. So there was quite a significant comms that went around in the first three months. We have district education authorities and then district education authorities has this hierarchy of chief education officer, deputy education officer, and then assistant education officers. Each assistant education officer manages a cluster of 10 to 15 schools. WhatsApp groups are developed across this entire network. So it goes from the top to the CEOs to the DOs. The videos that I mentioned that would go on the TV channel, they would also go through these channels all the way down to the field level. The AEOs have access. Then AEOs further have WhatsApp groups to the teachers. And then teachers in most cases have WhatsApp groups among each other and with the parents because teachers are part of the school councils as well. The videos will go through those channels and they would go to a significantly large population eventually. We did see in a lot of cases that the localized mosques would make announcements uh, that we had this buy-in and this was mostly informal it was not a centralized strategy and this was done by once again through the district education authorities they were brought on board and they took a lot of these steps because they understand the local context a lot better they understand that if the messaging goes through let's say the local influencers and obviously the religious entities have a significant influence in the local population so if it's announced through a mosque Obviously, it would have more influence of a local political figure would announce it or endorse it. At our level, it was the chief minister and the minister who would be endorsing it.
1: We've talked a lot about your experience with what it takes to roll out a state-level intervention really quickly. Can we talk about the costs behind all of this, especially the costs of rolling out a state-level intervention so rapidly?
0: One of the biggest wins of Tiling is that in the beginning, absolutely no cost was involved. The only cost was the k- communications content, contracted firms to develop posters and the infographic videos. Apart from that, because the content on Talinka was already available, the cable TV operators never charged us anything, primarily because this was a response to COVID and this was education, so there was a buy-in, but also because the local governments were supporting it, the chief minister was supporting it, and also when Pakistan Electronic Regulatory Authority came on board, they compelled cable operators to run this without any cost. They would be somehow compensated in some other way. So there was no cost involved, and even to this day, taringar is running with absolutely no budget. Going forward, however, we have developed a project document and a budget because the idea is that going forward. If you want to institutionalize it, you need to support it financially as well. Some of the costs that would be incurred going forward is a improving the quality of the content and b going on satellite TV network instead of cable TV network, which is a lot more sophisticated and also trainings and communication content. One big positive that I've seen recently is that government decided to spend its own money to continue Talimkar. Usually you see that some of these interventions are supported through donors instead of government supporting it through their own budgets.
1: As you begin to think of this as a longer-term intervention, at least for the next two years, what is something that you are most curious about?
0: At least for the next two years, we now know that the project will continue. We've already developed a project document. It's approved. The money is parked. The focus going forward would be to improve the quality of the content. If you make content that is very engaging and enables children to learn, then there would invariably be a push from the community itself to continue such interventions. And we've seen, at least in Punjab, that if the community has this buy-in if the community wants something, then the administration mostly responds in positive and mostly continues such intervention because they see value in it.
1: So how many people are currently, as of November 2020, accessing Talim Ghar? Or how many students is Taleem Ghar reaching?
0: We currently have around... 859 PEMRA registered cable TV networks that are airing this content. To give you some context, we have on total around 900 networks. So 859 means that almost 95, 96% of the networks are airing the content, which means you're covering significantly large population. One calculation we've done is around 6 million children at least have access to this TV channel. So that's the number around the TV channel. For the application, we have received around 50,000 downloads in the past seven months, which is once again, significantly large, we would say, given the number of people who have access to smartphones. And then the website has been accessed around 250,000 times, so unique logins. And the total hits is somewhere around 1 million on the website. So we have seen engagement. And once again, there's some parallel engagements happening as well. YouTube channels that are set up that we're not engaging with we've also seen that in some cable tv networks have set up their own networks they're taking this content because we give them the content in raw form so they also use it to run it on some of their own localized channels as well
1: it's going to be almost seven months since you first rolled out talim khar from april 2020 to november 2020 so let's talk a little bit about what has the impact been so far
0: it's not realistic to say that this would start having impact on student learning outcomes straight away. Even conventional methods of teaching would take years before they start being reflected into student learning outcomes or impact on students. And the other problem here is how do you do that because your schools are not opening. There's a political debate here that do we even want to do assessments this year altogether? let alone just assessing Talingar? Are we even taking annual exams or should we just promote students? straight away. And there are policymakers who are saying that we should just promote students because you're teaching them 40% of the curriculum. This makes no sense to test on that curriculum. By the same time, it doesn't make much sense to promote children without testing them. So in that regard, I would say that we have not measured impact yet. What we've measured so far is access or how many people have access to it. Because this is running through cable TV networks, they don't have that sophisticated system in place to measure TRPs and you can't measure how many people are accessing the channel at a given point with the satellite tv once we move to the new system then we will be able to do that then we will be able to understand how many people view at any given time the number of hours in a day when that channel is viewed across punjab so that is part of the monitoring framework for the two-year extension But so far, we're still running the way it is. We haven't done any assessments. When it comes to education, to say that you will see an impact of an education-centered intervention in seven months is asking too much. The first question would be, what do you mean by impact? Do you mean impact on student learning? Do you mean impact on the overall perceptions of education? Or do you mean impact in terms of access? Now... If we divide it into these three, in terms of access, 859 networks across Punjab are running Taleem out of approximately 900, which means that around 95% of the population that has television is getting access to Taleem The second is, you're also talking about time frame in which you are dealing with the pandemic. So there's a lot of disruption in the system. There's a lot of anxiety. Children are frustrated. There's a financial hit. We have not done any assessment of impact on student learning yet, because once again, I think it's too soon. What you need to do is make sure first that maximum number of people have access to it. And then you start talking about the impact on student learning, which is a part of the monitoring framework for the next two years of the program.
1: What are some ideas of formative as well as summative assessment of student learning that they can build into the program to get some feedback on the go to know if it's actually improving student learning in any which way?
0: We've done some thinking. There's some very senior people who've been education in Punjab for significantly long, who have done a lot of thinking. on When you talk about impact, how you can do that. In most cases, the response is a formative assessment, which is just understanding where students, are, how much they're learning, how much they're getting out of this. And that is also the plan that we've put in place going forward, that teachers will be doing this form of formative assessment while the children are in school. So if the children are in school, it makes a lot of sense that you engage with the teachers because teachers are the primary education delivery unit and you ask them to do this formative assessment. And then you develop a system at the center where you can collect some of this information to develop this understanding of how much impact that or any such intervention has had. Now, the other side is if let's say schools are closed again and you're not able to have teachers and students in a classroom in a given day. Then the option is you still do formative assessment, but then I think parents would become more important unit of conducting that formative assessment because then parents would have to act as that facilitator. Now, that formative assessment can be as simple as you just sending a question or a couple of questions to the parents and asking them to ask that question to the student or the the child and then revert back to the very simple yes or no. We thought about it and it can be as simple as that give you some idea because children mostly don't have access to phones, their parents would have. A lot of thinking needs to be done around this and different systems can implement different models, it depends on the geography. Always look at the local context before you implement interventions. Even if you're taking references from other countries, it's important to look at the local context and the local numbers and the way communities are set up.
1: Can we explore this idea of engaging teachers in the process of measuring or understanding the impact? of Tali on student learning.
0: We tried to initiate this, where teachers would try to call students, but there's some challenges around that. One of the key challenges was Punjab has 400,000 teachers and 12 million students. You can imagine, the number of calls that each teacher would have to make if you're engaging all of them. If you're doing it on sample basis, still it's a significantly large. The other is obviously the finances involved. The teacher's mandate of teachers is not to call up students. There's a financial burden on them. Is that something you want to pass on to the teachers? The last is students don't have direct access to phones it's the parents who have access to phones so at what time do you make these calls to students or you just talk to the parent and then the parent can do this form of formative assessment so we tried this it didn't work the way we envisioned it in the two year plan going forward instead of teachers we're developing an idea of a call center at a centralized location that will make some of these calls that would be more of like a pilot than a full-scale intervention to see how much of that is useful if you make these calls and how much you can engage with parents.
1: From your experience of trying to roll out a state level TV intervention in the middle of a pandemic, what have been some of your learnings and maybe some advice for people starting education TV?
0: One of the takeaways from this pandemic is that IT is something that needs to be developed. It will take some time and it takes some effort. This is the right time to establish some of these edtech tech channels or platforms. Secondly, be very patient. A lot of people jump on the conversations of measuring impact and assessing impact. This is education. Education is supposed to take time. It takes time for children to learn. Be very patient, try to implement and start very small, very simple and uh, don't get discouraged.
1: Can you speak to the challenges and the trade-offs of using TV as a remote learning tool? Versus other modalities like online
0: learning. The biggest trade-off with television is, is it's one directional. It's not interactive. You're just giving content. Secondly, you can't measure engagement unless you measure TRPs. And one of the reasons, unfortunately, we can't measure TRPs yet is because we're running them on these cable networks. And cable networks are not very sophisticated at the back end. So we're not able to know how many people access the channel on any given day. Going forward, the plan is to move it to a satellite TV, which will give us these numbers, these DRPs, and the, how many of that is engaging. That's one of the downsides of using television that's one directional. And once a child misses it because it has a schedule, you can't go back to it. The positive is obviously what we've seen that the number of people it accesses is significantly large. The challenge of Tyleen is A, the buy-in the perception around having an online TV channel for education i think that is very important i mean how many people have that buy-in how many parents view television as a medium through which their child can learn the other is obviously still this is a new model it's a new idea so perfecting that mode of dissemination ensuring that the content is very engaging because this was the content was already available and because the time there was a time constraint we couldn't focus much on the quality of the content. So, The quality of the content is another key challenge. How to improve it, how to make it more engaging, how to make it more such that it delivers education, enables to clear ideas much better. And the third is, what is the role of key key stakeholders? How do you bring in teachers in this equation, parents in this equation, local administrative authorities in this equation? So
1: I know it's been lots of sleepless nights. Is there a particular memory that speaks to the work of Talimka that stands for?
0: In the beginning, obviously, it was just about the rollouts. We didn't have much time to sit back to see what this is, actually. The moment when I had this feeling that Yes, this is very valuable. Is at The second month, we started asking local assistant education officers, parents to save pictures if the children are viewing or engaging with the content. And when some of those pictures came out, I think that was very encouraging. We did see children sitting with the notebook in front of the television. We did see mother was sitting with their children and they're viewing the content. Uh, father would engage with their children. Even incidents where children who have never been to school, sitting in front of the television and viewing this content.